when you come to West Texas, folks, saddle up. You're going to go on a wild ride. You're listening to the official podcast of the nation, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. In a way. Yo, what's up, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to an action-packed episode of the nation's official podcast with TJ Kern and Blake Hartsfield. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside, as always, my good friend, Blake Hartsfield. The Red Raiders lose this weekend in Morgantown, a tough place to play, ugly game. We're going to get into that. Um, Blake, there's a lot of things that you and I have to get into, but first and foremost, we have to talk about Tyler Shuck. Yeah, TJ. Um, look, I, I've been as much of a Baron Morton should be the guy uh, promoter as, as there is in in the Red Raider uh, fan base, but you never want to see this happen to a kid. Um, but just a really bad uh, leg injury. I believe it's a broken femur is what I've heard since the game ended. Um, and to to play a an additional snap after it broke, and he thought it was just his ankle being a little sore, shows his toughness. Um, you never want to see a kid get hurt. Um, it did open the door for Baron Morton to come in and play. Um, obviously, that didn't go very well either. Um, but I hate to see that for Tyler. He's he's a kid that's dealt with injuries throughout his career here at Tech, and uh, I just hate to see him go down like that. Yeah, first and foremost here on the nation's official podcast, I mean – Thoughts and prayers up to uh, Tyler Shuck and his speedy recovery. I mean, everything that I've heard and read out of Lubbock is just – I mean, he's hes a good guy, and you never want to see the leader of your football team go down. Um, he – I mean, and let's face it. I mean, this was his team. The, 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 the team rallied around Tyler Shuck last season, and coming into this season – you know, he, he was going to be given every opportunity. Now we're going to get into a few things here later um, as to the possible reason as to my, what might have led him to get hurt. Um, but nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. Nobody wants to see anybody go out on a cart. Um, and, man, he, he had the guns up on the way out. Uh, I mean, I just I, I feel for the individual. Um, that being said, I did text you. Um, I guess it was on the play that he he broke his his leg or bone. it was it was his fibula. I, I misspoke. It's not his femur. It's his fibula that he broke. TJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing about it, Blake, was it it just and it goes into a bigger conversation that we're going to get into here here shortly, but. I just watching that game. It was it it almost felt inevitable that he was going to take a shot, and eventually the tough sob kept getting up. But I was like, dude, he can't keep taking these shots. We talked about it on this podcast how he was leading the the uh, Big Twelve in rushing attempts through two weeks. Ridiculous. Last week against Tarleton State, they go back to. you know, not running Tyler as much because they knew they didn't have to. Here we go again. West Virginia, all of a sudden, it's it's Cam Newton, Chuck, and I'll be darned, he gets hurt. Yeah, TJ, I, I hate that for, for Tyler. Um, I do think that the play calling, um, which I know we're about to get into here a lot, a, a, a lot about this offense and about Zach Kitley in particular, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they just, they ran him too many times. You, you can only take so many shots on your quarterback before they inevitably get hurt. And, um, unfortunately this was a, a pretty catastrophic injury for Tyler and you, and you feel for him, um, moving on TJ from, from Tyler here. And, and as, as we start to focus on this game and the season as a whole, um, coming into the year, TJ, we were sold that this was going to be a great football team that, uh, McGuire came out and said they would beat last year's team by 14 points, which was quite a statement given how good they were last year, um, that they were, you know, everything runs through Lubbock. Somebody turn on some damn music to use some of McGuire's coach, right? It, it was a party coming into the season. We were sold that this was going to be a team, the brand, the brand. Yeah. The hardest, toughest, most competitive team, the hardest working team in the country or something to that effect. Look, TJ, we were sold that this was a team that was going to be, one of the best teams in Big 12. TJ, do, do good football teams start one and three? No. Do good football teams go two of 18 on third down on the road in your first conference game? No. Do good football teams commit nine penalties for 96 yards in your conference opener on the road? No. Do good football teams win the turnover battle by two and still lose the football game in a game that you're a, fi- a six-and-a-half-point favorite? Well, no. TJ, all of those statements are true for this Texas Tech football team. They are not a good football team. In fact, I, I'm going to go out, come out and say, TJ, this is a bad football team, and I don't know how many Big 12 games they're going to be able to win. I mean, I hear you, Blake. And that's something that, you know, we were sold a Ferrari. We And we, both of us, were like, dude, this we team's got a shot. Yeah, we bought in. And they, so many things could have happened in this season to have a winning record at this point. But to borrow a phrase from you, my friend, you are what your record says you are. And you're a one in three football team at this point. Oh, and one in the Big 12. Oh, and one in the Big 12. And man, things just, before we get into like, the coaching and the offense and 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 all of that. Undisciplined. I mean, th- there's just so many things like on so many different levels. They're not getting pressure on the quarterback. They're not creating turnovers. The offensive line has problems. Your playmakers had, I believe, the wide receivers had nine drop passes in that game. But with all that being said. It is time to see what you have in Baron Morton. It's his it's his show. We've we've called for it on on this program for a long time, and he's going to get the keys. Now I tell you one thing right here, right now, they better do a better job of protecting Baron Morton because well, if they don't, and he gets hurt, you're you're looking at a true freshman that's a year removed from playing high school football. I mean, TJ, if Baron Morton gets hurt, they're not going to win another game after he goes down. Let's just be honest about that. They're not going to win a big 12 game without Baron Morton. Um, They have to do a better job of keeping him upright and healthy. um, And they did not get off to a good start. Once he came in, in West Virginia, Um, it starts with the offensive coordinator, maybe not calling so many quarterback runs and let's give the ball to our star running back. That was absolutely eating West Virginia's lunch in the second half once they finally decided to give him the ball. 
um, after pretending that he wasn't even on the field the entire first half. I think he got like two carries the entire first half while the offense stalled. Um, and they've got to protect him better. TJ, some of these offensive line transfers that have come in have just been total whiffs. They, they can't play. They can't block. I watched number 71 miss like three straight blocks and, and get Morton hit like his first series. And you just can't do that. So at, to your point, you got to see what you have in Bear Morton. I would start playing some of these young, talented redshirt freshmen that we signed last year on the offensive line and, and let them start getting some of these reps because at this point it can't be any worse from a blocking perspective. And and then at, as we shift our attention here, and I think we want to have a, an extended conversation about just the offensive philosophy and the play calling and things like that, but can we please stop running the damn quarterback and getting them hurt? I mean, man, we call, it, it's almost like we called it. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody that's watched this this team this year that that thought if they continued to run Tyler Shuck like that or now Baron Morton that something catastrophic might not happen. Yeah, I mean, and even in this game, it, it was reported after the game that Baron Morton was maybe questionable for this week, and they were there was rumors they were getting strong ready because he had an AC joint injury. Um, I guess that was squashed today in, in the press conference. McGuire came out and said he's healthy and ready to go. He's just, quote, banged up, um, but that he's getting all of the reps with the ones and that he it's his team. So, But, you know, even in that one game, because you ran him too many times, you're risking injury. And, again, if he goes down, you're not going to win another game. You're just not. No, and there it was such an ugly game, and that leads me to this. And you know, like I said, there, there's so many things that I want to touch on here. But one thing that Texas Tech has always been known for, going back to before I ever even stepped foot on campus, was win, lose, or draw. The Red Raiders were going to put up points, and yeah. there's been an identity with this school. The fans are used to scoring points. The fans are used to high-flying offense, right? And this just seems like a like a broken-down record all all year. Like the only play that seems to work is running Tyler Shuck. Yeah, TJ, this is the worst offense I've seen at Texas Tech since the start of the the air raid, quote unquote, with Leach. And I guess his first year was what two thousand one with Kingsbury. So. Um, this is the worst offense I've seen at Tech in 20-plus years thus far. Um, they don't convert on third down. They don't stay on schedule. Um, it, TJ, we talked about this a little bit last year. I think it's pretty clear at this point that Zach Kitley tried to to make too big of a jump going from Western Kentucky all the way up to a Power 5 school. Um, he probably should have stopped at a, at a smaller group of five conference, you know, a Mountain West or – um, uh, uh, an American Athletic Association or whatever the 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 former league that we took Houston and UCF all of them from um, TJ he's in over his head and I think that's pretty clear at this point we don't have a good plan there's no fluidity there's no uh, ability to get the the quarterbacks in rhythm um, it, it, it the scheme is terrible TJ they finally let me ask you this. Blake let me ask you this so. You were watching the game just like I was. Yep. And I am not even kidding when I say that I I still thought we were the better team and I still thought we were going to win that football game 
almost all the way up until the end of the game. I was like, you are one or two plays away from winning this football game on the road and showing some real resolve. And the fact that the defense gives up the long touchdown after you finally get on the board, I mean, that was bad. I mean, that, that was terrible. And then, oh, man, I just I, – I just – I don't even know what to say. So the drive the defense gave up after we finally did score, TJ, the, the offense uh, came into the fourth quarter having scored three points. So I, I want to put that out there. The offense was a mess until the fourth quarter when they finally figured it out. But the, the defense giving up that drive hurt. Um, I'm not going to put this loss on the defense because I think the defense played more than than good no, enough for they, you to they win this played game. Enough, they, they played a good enough game to win. And I think they were a little worn out by the end of that last drive, TJ. West Virginia held the ball for 35 minutes um, because our offense could not get anything going whatsoever. Again, two of 18 on third down is just that that's laughably bad. Um, TJ, they finally figured something out in the fourth quarter, and that was giving the ball to Taj Brooks. Okay, And to your point about having this this belief that we were going to win, it kind of felt like that because, again, Tech came into this game on the road as six-and-a-half-point favorites. So you were supposed to win this game. And we talked down. about it. Well, we talked about it last week, how, how, how much West Virginia was going to struggle throwing the ball. Oh, so yeah. we said we said sell out to stop the run. And lo and behold – they did. They, I mean, they, they, they held them, to, you held them to under 100 yards passing. You will, and, and you held them to 3.7 yards of carry, 157 yards and 42 attempts. That's that's pretty decent from your defense. 3.7 carry. Yeah, and, and for as bad as 2 of 18 was on third down, West Virginia was 3 of 13. Correct. So the defense played well enough to win. TJ, I'm so frustrated, though, with to your point about feeling like you could win the game. You, you're telling me you, they get down, they, they figured out that they could give the ball to Taj Brooks. He's gashing them for over six yards of carry in the fourth quarter, right? They can't stop him. He He's dominating, has completely taken over the game. You have first and 10 from the 11-yard line with 38 seconds to go and two timeouts. Which and means what, Blake? You can run the football. The whole playbook is open. You can well, do not only is the whole playbook open – you can get a first down well, at the one yard line. It's sure. not first and goal. Well, I, 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 the, the first down aspect of it is less important to me than the, de- the, the, the distance away you are from, from the goal line because you know you have to get seven and how much time's left. So you've got 38 seconds and two timeouts. The whole playbook is open to you, right? You're gashing them for six and seven yards of carry. And what do we get from our mastermind offensive coordinator? We get four consecutive pass plays. They end up in four incompletions, and we lose the football game. I I don't understand how Taj Brooks doesn't get the football on first or second down there. If you want to throw it on first down, fine. You're running it on second every single time, or vice versa, right? But I I just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's another mistake in a long line of mistakes with this offense. The play calling, it, it, it this does not look anything like what the air raid that we've come to to know and love. Here in Lubbock, Tech fans are smart. They know what it looks like, and this offense just isn't that. No, I mean, it, there definitely is struggles in in Red Raider Nation right now with this football team. But I, I think a lot of that goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, man. We were sold a Ferrari, and this thing is far from a Ferrari. 
Yeah, TJ, and and this is going to shift the conversation a little bit to Coach Joey McGuire, and I'm going to preface everything that I'm about to say with, I love Joey McGuire. I think he, even after the slow start this year, I 100% believe that he is the right guy for Texas Tech. I think he is a phenomenal recruiter. I think he's a phenomenal program builder. I think that he, and when I say program builder, you know, hype around the program, interactions with the uh, with boosters, recruiting, um, overall direction, momentum, things like that. I think he's really great at right morale in the locker room, things like that. TJ, that can only take you so far. At some point, you got to start winning some games. And to your point, you got to meet the expectations that came into this year. He came in beating his chest, talking about how this team. He himself said this team was fourteen points better than our team last year. Coach, I got news for you. Your team last year beat you, beat you, and beat you bad. It's a blowout. It's not even close. Okay. Number two, he's not coaching for his job the rest of the season, and particularly this game at home against Houston. And Houston, I thought West Virginia was the worst team in the conference. Houston actually is. Okay. They lost to Rice. All right. If you don't beat Houston at home, he's not coaching for his job because. He's he could lose out the rest of this year and he's going to get to come back next year as the head coach because they're going to give his players time to get in and start making an impact with the freshman that he recruited. And and I think he deserves that opportunity. But this is a must win game if there ever was one for him, TJ, because if you lose at home to Houston after the way that you've started this year and the expectations and how much you built up this team. TJ, if he loses to Houston, he's going to completely lose this fan base. They are going to be out on him, and I don't. That's so hard to recover from as a coach. You might have the backing of the administration, but if you don't have the backing of the fans, it's an uphill battle. Well, and this is where I go back to Texas Tech has never won a Big Twelve. Okay, right. and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate here, and the fact that I agree with you. I think he's the right guy. We need to pump the brakes on some of the analytics and use use our heads from time to time. Just sensible, I, I, sensible football decisions, man. Like I'm yeah, all for but, being aggressive. But if you watched the NFL yesterday, um, there were a lot of analytics plays. I mean, it's just taking over football. Let's just sure, let's but, call it what it is. When you're seeing it in the NFL, it's it's much more sensible aggression, right? It's Oh, we're we're you know at the thirty-five yard line. It's a fifty-two yard field goal, but it's th- it's fourth and three. That's a go for it. Okay, I understand that. But some of the times that we go for it, we're going for it on fourth and eight from our own thirty-seven with eight minutes to go in a tie game. I'm kind of going, what are we doing? Then yeah, I mean, look, and and I think this is going to take some time because, and and by the way. How bad were the announcers on Saturday? I mean, it's that's what you get when you start one and two and lose to Wyoming. You end up on ESPN no. plus. Did they do any homework? They were like, oh, well. oh my gosh, like this team, like, why are they going for it? Well, again. again, they're going for it? Like every fourth down, it was like, uh, and I'm screaming at the TV. I'm like, this is who we are. This is what we do. Like ESPN how, plus, how are you going to call a game for ESPN in a power five conference and not know that Texas Tech makes decisions based on analytics. ESPN Plus, TJ. You weren't even – I mean, you're so far down the pecking order of games that they wanted to broadcast this week. You were thrown on there just because they've got something to throw on. They've got something to throw it on on a streaming service. But you weren't an attractive enough game for them to put any any comment, any comment of their commentary teams that 
are, are halfway decent on. So you got whatever was left. That's how. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, but shout out my boy Ted Emmerich. Let's let's get my boy Ted on a football call. Jeez. He, he would have been much better than than what we got. But anyway, taking you know, going back from from the announcers to the football team, TJ. I believe in the overall direction of this football program, but man, if there wasn't a more important game to date yet for Joey McGuire to win, this one on on at home on Saturday against Houston is it. He has to win this game. I I I, I agree, and there's just so much that we need to do right now as as Tech fans. Right, number one, this is Baron Morton's team, Baron Morton's season. You have to find out he's going to be the guy for the rest of the year, barring injury. And you have to you have to find out what you what you have. Let and, him make mistakes. Let him grow. Right. He's a sophomore. Like, and I'm going to tell people right now, Baron Morton's not perfect. Baron Morton's not a six year senior. Baron Morton needs to play football at this level. He's a gunslinger. He's, he's going to make picks. plays. He's, he's going to throw picks because he believes in his arm. That's part of it. But with that, you're also going to get some pretty unbelievable throws that make you go wow. I mean, it's it's yeah. what Mahomes. Did. I mean, do you guys do you remember Mahomes as a freshman? He threw picks. It's part of it. They got to learn. They got to grow. Well, the the growing pains is exactly what I was going to say. And then now. You, you turn your expectations all the way around from, man, maybe this team can win nine or ten games like we were talking about at the beginning of the year to – Can we get to seven and five? Hey, I, can, can we have a winning record? Can yeah. we get to a bowl game? Can we and get we've to talked seven about and five? This schedule. We've, Blake, we've talked about this schedule being pretty soft. They got opportunities. I mean, Baylor looks like they're having a down year. Houston looks horrible. And, again, it starts with you have to win at home. Like you have to win at home this week against Houston. Um, but Baylor looks to be gettable. Um, I know Kansas just beat uh just won their game this this weekend, but that's not a team that scares you. Um TCU looks pretty good, so that's gonna be a tough game, but you do get them in Lubbock. So you've got opportunities to kind of scrape some wins together here. Um, but yeah, I think that you're right about the expectations. It's no longer can we get to the Big 12 championship game? That ship has has left the yard, it's gone, it's that that's it's sailed give it up, right? At this point, can you can you win six or seven games, get to a bowl game, continue to build some momentum, um, and, and try to reload this thing next year? Yeah, and I'm looking at the schedule again, Blake, and knowing what we know now, BYU, TCU, UCF, Texas, Kansas you better State. beat Houston. You better Kansas beat State. Baylor. Kansas you better State beat home. Kansas State. Otherwise, this thing – you know, he's going to get ugly. Yeah. I mean, their backs are against the wall, TJ. They lost two games that they, they were big favorites in and on the road in Wyoming and West Virginia. Um, they played the best game that they've played all year is the, is the Oregon game. And they lost that game, but that's, that's the best they've played. Um, that that's gotta be the team that comes out the rest of the year. It's going to be a really long season. And I, I mean, I, I want to be excited this is not how we wanted to get here, obviously, with, with Tyler going down. But I think the fact that Barron is going to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight big 12 football games and experience. Like you said, he's going to make plays that are going to just make you your jaw drop. 
and then he's going to make some boneheaded plays. Yep. And you have to see whether or not he's your guy or whether or not you have, a, you have an open competition next year with Will Hammond coming in and the strong kid and Barry Morton just all fight it out. Well, TJ, you're right. It, it, it is a time to be excited about Baron Morton. Um, I think tech fans just need to reset their expectations on, on what to get out of this year. Um, I've been very vocal on this podcast, TJ, about how I feel about Baron Morton's game. Um, I urge people not to put too much stock into what you saw at West Virginia. Um, he came in cold into a cold, rainy game on the road, um, not having gotten any of the reps with the ones all year because Tyler's been the guy. Uh, I think that's been pretty clear. Um, and, and he didn't have any help from his offensive coordinator in terms of giving him some easy throws to get him in rhythm. Uh, the offense as a whole stagnated out. TJ, I, I do believe in him. I think that Pete, you're, he's going to be a, a, a net positive for this team. I think he can win seven games, uh, maybe eight if they get hot. Um, but it, it starts this week. TJ, they've got to protect him. Zach Kitley has got to get over this. I'm going to run the football with my quarterback thing. And maybe he will. He said in his press conference last week that Barron's more of a gunslinger. So maybe this now frees up Kitley to, to install a game plan of, of vertical passing, which we all want to see more of, right? We don't attack vertically nearly as much as we should in air raid. And I'm hoping that, that Barron will, they, they will game plan around his strengths, right? Throw it, throw it vertically with Barron's arm hand the ball to Taj Brooks. That should be the basis of your game plan going into this week. Yeah, and, and you got to protect you got to protect the Jones. Yeah, you you cannot lose if you want to win 7 games, 8 games and get to a bowl, you can't lose at home. You have to win your home games the rest of the way. So I mean, you know, the Nation's official podcast here with TJ and Blake and Man, I, I know we're emotional. I know we're fans. I know – I mean, I, I, I put it's my blood, sweat, and tears on that campus, man, as a student, graduated. And uh, I, I, I don't really know as a grown man why college in particular, Blake, just brings out more emotion in me. Um, and you want to be with the Cowboys on Sunday. Yeah, we're not. I'm not even gonna get into what what I do. With the Cowboys, <laughs> but man, like it, it 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 goes to the basketball program too. Like we we did podcasts all throughout that basketball season last year. We did post game shows. I mean, we were there, and we're gonna be there. We're gonna continue to be here every step of the way for the Red Raiders going forward. It's just. We gotta pump the brakes on the expectations and what this team's capable of, and just let them go out and play football. Agreed, TJ. Temper your expectations. Enjoy the Baron Morton ride. Um, watch this kid grow and develop because I do think he's going to be a star when it's all said and done. TJ, um, again, we talked about it on our podcast last year. This team kind of arrived a year early last year. They they exceeded expectations. Um, this year's team is very clearly not meeting the expectations that were left behind from last year's team coming into this year. Um, but the cavalry is coming. The, the The recruiting classes speak for themselves. The talent that's the young talent on this roster that's either redshirting this year or redshirted last year, um, it, it, it's coming. You're going to see it start to trickle in more next year. Um, it, it, enjoy the Baron Morton ride. I, I do think they're going to win against against Houston. TJ, they're nine and a half point favorites in this game. 
You're at home. You've got a team that should be pissed off and and wants to come out and and prove. Oh, you got to cover like like you you got to cover that. Oh, I mean, I, I would love to have them cover. Um, they're no, they're, no, like I mean, like yes, you have to win the game, but I mean, if if Baron Morton is who we think he is, and you have the weapons that he can distribute the ball to. And oh yeah, you can give the ball to Taj Brooks twenty five times if you want to. They should, um, which they should do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, you're more of a betting man than I am, but they should they should they should cover that man. I would love for them to cover TJ. I bet on them every week, and their inability to cover thus far this year in a couple of games has cost me financially. So, um, yeah, let's let's cover this week. That'd be great. So. Once again, you're listening to the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. And Blake, I mean, look, the the excitement that was there is something that we really fell in love with, right? Like, I mean, I, I but I don't want to give up on this team. We need to rally around Baron Morton. We need to rally around some of these playmakers. The coaches need to look in the mirror. The players need to look in the mirror. And it's just time to go play Big 12 football like you're capable. 34-20 Tech. That's what I'm going to predict. They come out, they play well, um, they cover, uh, and Baron Morton looks the part with a full week with the ones of preparation and a game plan built around what he does well. Well, there it is, my prediction guy, Blake Hartsfield. The Red Raiders get back on track. They beat Houston this week. Man, let's hope so because I, I want to have a positive podcast next week. What I would like say? to sell. I would like to celebrate a win as well, TJ. So that being said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Blake, how do we always get out of here? Wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys next week on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake.